This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. She's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. You know, we can chum for one, but next year. By the way, where is he from? Like, we always say near Glasgow. We never actually... No, he's just near Glasgow. Edinburgh? <laughs> like having a parent, right, who's really strict, sends you to boarding school, homework, tutor. Big to-do list. <laughs> J-Lo, music videos, load of pricks, it's all going off. Hello and welcome to That Peter Crouch Podcast with me, Peter Crouch, Chris Stark and Statman Dave with me as usual. You all right, boys? Yeah, good. It's weird, as I was walking up the road here, I thought, isn't it fun what we get to do? It's a valid point. We just have a, have a shandy, we talk a load of rubbish, and then there we go. Done. That last podcast, though, one of one of my favourites so far. Yeah, just so much came out of it. The load of pricks, you know, setting up the website and selling a house. Did you ever think that you'd be that into being an estate agent? No, but it just sort of, things grow on, you know, when we yeah. just talk, things just come of it. And, you know, that J-Lo song as well, like, I was a huge fan of the... the the Lout song. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things that we we should update people on that have come from the last podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to it. If you're new to this podcast, welcome along. Um, we wanted to set up this estate agency called loadofpricks.com, made a little jingle for it. The only thing is, we couldn't get hold of that website. Unbelievably, it exists already. Incredible. So, <laughs> um, so we have set up this website. This is the update. I know loads of you will have seen this on social. There is now a website... But you need to type in loadofpricks.net. Loadofpricks, loadofpricks.net. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you're right, the J-Lo song, it's just everywhere it feels now. Seems to have really taken off, you know. I've, I've, I've had uh, people at weddings singing it. Uh, there's been requests in pubs and nights out. and Lots of people have really taken to it. Yeah, I saw this amazing video on, I think it was on Twitter. It was a guy at a wedding. I think what's happened is they've requested it. Uh, so the DJ's put it on and then he's come onto the dance floor almost like Ricky Gervais mm. sort of dancing in the office. Dance floor's pretty clear at that point as well so it's maximum impact. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. Great. Yeah, because yeah, you can see a couple of what looked like bridesmaids in the background as well and they're just <laughs> trying to do very a quiet, like, nice classy thing and he's like, it's let's a... drink loud, <laughs> let's drink loud. It's awesome. And we should encourage this more at weddings in particular, I think it's even funnier, but <laughs> nightclubs, whatever, go request the J-Lo song and then... Do we have an update sing. on the J-Lo? Have we, um, we, is she on board yet? She's not on board. It's weird. I've seen a few people tag her on, on socials, but she hasn't nibbled yet. I reached out to um, <laughs> someone that I know that manages her agency in this, in this country, in the UK. I won't use his exact words, but he feels that it might be a struggle. Right. Mm. Yeah, because that's interesting because I went at it from a Radio 1 point of view and just started initial discussions and uh, the message I got back was quite similar as as well. Yeah. Backup plan here, guys. I think if we can't get hold of J-Lo, we should either get hold of another prominent female pop star to be the face of. Well, funny you say that, actually. I've spent time with uh, Camilla Cabello recently. I think I've seen a video of this. It, you were teaching her the robot for something. Yes. Champions League. So I was at Champions League final in Paris. You know, I had, I had 10 minutes um, with Camilla Cabello. That's and I, all right. Then. And I was able to, um, to speak to her about potentially um, advertising the out. <laughs> Good. It's, you see, that's great. Because I often think with this podcast, it's um, you're quite serious when you do the football stuff on, on TV. And I think sometimes you separate the podcast slightly, you know? Nice to get that crossover. Champions League, Camille Cabello, the La Route. Now, can I, can, I don't know if I could <clears throat> speak to you about it, but I got her to record a message for us. Yeah. But this message, um, I, I don't think she really knew what she was doing. <laughs> and then her people came out afterwards and uh, were very stern about me, um, you know, her not being associated with, with alcohol. Yeah, so you fired into the WhatsApp group saying, I've just got the best video it, of Camille Cabello talking videos. about a laout. The problem is, 
she obviously didn't realise what a low it was. Uh, yeah, bizarrely, she wasn't across it. <laughs> but she wanted to do the video, I think, to kind of, to support you, because you'd asked, she she wanted I think, to do it. Yeah, we, we we had a good rapport, and I think she felt that she would like to help me out. I'm just I mean, wondering how we can, can I, do this on the podcast. Like, can you, how about we play it, and so that she's not endorsing... Because that was her wish, right? She doesn't endorse. She doesn't want to endorse alcohol. Because yeah, so why don't we just bleep bits out of it? We could potentially bleep out any use of the load. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what then. You play it to us. Um, obviously, if you listen to the podcast and there's bits bleeped out, it's been decided that you guys can't hear <laughs> maybe every word. But we'll listen to every word now. And Yeah. But also, you know, that. if you see me around in pubs or whatever, please feel free to come up to me and I'll just, I'll just show you it. <laughs> All right, let's 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 give this a play. Hey guys, it's Camila. I'm here with Crouch. I'm so happy that my UK fans won't be pushed anymore. <laughs> oh, that is that is better than I thought. She's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Just please, my UK fans won't be parched. <laughs> oh, bless her. Fair play to her. One take. One take wonder. She was brilliant. Yeah. Knowing we can't use that though, that would have been perfect. Mm. Brewdog would have been buzzing about that. It would be hyped. I think, you know, now JLo's, you know, as much as she might not want to be involved, there's competition on the market now. Ben JLo for me in in my eyes after that. All right. Well, we'll keep tagging JLo in and any sort of um, uh, let's drink loud vids that you, you put up. Joel's Mike Dean song as well. That's gone down very, very well. I actually... Got a message from Mike Dean. Really? No Directly? He's on Instagram. Like, I think he's just finished refing and has decided to sign up to Instagram. Um, which might be news to you listening right now. It's worth a follow. Not many pictures up on there. Oh, so he's brand new, is it? Brand new, yeah. So his first picture is him you know, re- in his ref clobber. Next one, retirement's fully kicked in. Nice glass of red wine. Mm. Um, and then apart from that, it's exactly what you'd expect. A couple of golf pics. Golf selfie. Anyway, he did message, says, uh, Chris, it's absolutely class. He's got it off to a T. Had this on repeat today, cracking tune. Brilliant. So he's really pleased with it. That's great. He's really happy with it. So it'd be great to maybe make a music video of that with Mike Dean. We can look into all this sort of stuff another time. And we can... <laughs> big to-do list. <laughs> J-Lo, music videos, load of pricks. It's all going off. Yeah. It's, it's great. We're only a few episodes into this podcast, but it feels like we're, like every series, getting, um, we're getting on with a few fun things. So plenty to update you on there. We've also got to discuss this Mayo Housery which we'll get onto later. Yeah, I'm not too pleased with this. Uh, I think that's a very important podcast issue that needs looking into. Yeah, and we'll go through some of your messages too. I really like these episodes where we get to drill down on a specific part of football. So that's what we'll be doing every week when we've not got a guest with us. That relegation episode, a huge response to that on the socials. There were some points in that that really hit hard, you know, because you're failing at the thing you're most passionate about. Yeah, and um, it was hard to go through it all again, really, because they, you know, I didn't enjoy any of those relegations. Obviously, it's easy going through the goals and the and the wins, but um, not so, not so easy going through them. So yeah, I found that tough, but I think you know we got some good stuff out of it. it was interesting. I think it brings a real emotive side to footballers because we do think that team gets relegated, the players don't care. Well, that altogether. is the suspicion. Yeah, and you know, I spoke to some of my mates at Sport Stoke. And again, they, they've seen it in a different light now. So look, it's that part of the season and uh, it was really interesting chats in the last podcast. Go give that a listen if you're new. And if you are new, by the way, welcome along. This episode is going to be about that period immediately after the final game of the season. So we're going to get stuck into what players get up to as soon as they don't have to worry about training or, or playing. We've called it the off-season episode, but is there a name that footballers have for that gap between you know the end of one season and the start of another? The Gooch. <laughs> we can't call this podcast that Gooch podcast, can we? Is it too I think, I think we just have. <laughs> All right, loads to discuss here, Crouchy. Let's get into this. But before we get into the Gooch, so to speak, a <laughs> uh, little update on everyone that's been passing the pod. So last episode, we decided to give away Crouchy's England Man of the Match champagne as a kind of award or reward for anyone 
that is passing the pod in a creative way. In a creative way, yeah. We we need something, you know, different from the norm. Um, something where you really help pass the pod to at least one person, but preferably more than that. And I think this has always been the magical thing about this podcast. You guys make it what it is. You you sort of advertise it. We're just three lads in a pub and you guys project it and get it around the place. And it means we keep on going. And uh, we really noticed that with this new series, because we're on a new feed and people have got to resubscribe, there's a little bit of admin involved. We we still get so many messages from people going, when are you going to bring the pod back? Like, stop dicking around. And we've said this the last couple of weeks. Like, obviously, we're back. If you're listening to this, we're back. But we do need your help to get the message out there. And you guys have just been fucking amazing, frankly. Yeah, I, I, um, I've got something that I need to uh, stress to you, lads. I don't know. I've not told any of you this, by the way. <laughs> Um, here we go. Uh, yeah, my my agent's got a uh, had a call from the um, prime minister of Vanuatu's people inviting us over to um, basically meet some dignitaries and record a podcast in Vanuatu. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? Now, obviously, we got ambassador in Vanuatu, and yeah. Vanuatu was somewhere that we didn't in you know, one of the earlier series of the pod. We talked about it, and we were like, "Where the hell is that?" And then, yeah, I'm just saying that there's an open invitation for us to go to Vanuatu and meet meet everyone. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. shell, I'm absolutely shell. You talk about passing the pod, but um, you know they they're passing the pod in Vanuatu, and they're some of our staunchest supporters out there. But a podcast from Vanuatu, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's breaking new ground, isn't it? For well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, I don't think any. I don't think if a, any pods it's going international proper international that yeah I, I'm very keen to make it's this a happen. bit of a ball like I looked into it it's a it's a it's a Sydney flight and then again it's further than Sydney yeah I've never travelled that far I've never travelled to Sydney yeah <laughs> it's a lovely invitation isn't it it's just something to ponder let's crack mm. on with the messages yeah sorry <laughs> But look, we've got so many messages from people that are after your man of the match champagne crouchy how about this one from Ryan it says, I work at a car auction house where we sell hundreds of cars every day. I regularly set all the car radios to play the pod when customers are browsing. Oh, fantastic. I recently overheard a group of punters talking about their pancakes at their fiver side, so I think it's finally paying off. Great work, uh, Ryan. Genius idea, Ryan. I really like that one. Uh, i got a message here from Mikkel in Denmark. Um, I work at a school and recently sneaked into the principal's office. Into the tannoy, I shouted, subscribe to the PH podcast <laughs> and remember to pass the pod. I think he's got all the key messages there. He's done it, I don't know, has he done it in Danish or English? I'm not sure. But he's got the key messages and uh, it's gone to the whole school. That's, that's well done, Mikkel. I've got a message here from Ian. Now, Ian's, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, we thought it was a name that was dying out. We were quite keen that... I can't even remember why we were doing this, but we were asking people that were having babies to name their baby Ian just to sort of repopulate <laughs> the world with Ian's. I've lost the reasoning why we did that. A message for me. Do you want to read that one? No, I'll read it for you. Yeah. He says, I was listening to the Aaron Ramsdale episode when I got pulled over by the police. My heart sank, but the officer was just t- uh, checking tax details. He saw I was listening to the pod and asked if there was a new series. He didn't know it was back. Uh, I decided to be a bit parchy and I informed him that it was on a new feed. As the policeman walked away from the car, he double tapped my roof and said, back stronger. That's, I mean, it, what like, an exchange. If it happened, that's, that's amazing, isn't it? Are you, are you, you doubting him? I'm just saying a policeman walking off, tapping the car, back stronger. <laughs> it's, 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 you know. If you're a policeman, right, bear in mind, you're in a car all day. The radio's got to be on when it's not, you know announcing things happening. I think if we can be a podcast that sort of represents our emergency services and they can pass the pod. The thing is, that was such a respectful interaction if it was real, wasn't it? It, it, They've passed the pod to the police officer and it's been reciprocated. It's all been nice. I think you get double points if you pass the pod to an emergency worker, Mm. in my eyes. Mm. So it's an unusual exchange, isn't it? Like if you're in an ambulance and you're having a heart attack, the last thing you can say is pass the pod. (laughs) Or like, we're on a new feed. Like, I think you should get double points for that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. If your last words are pass the pod or bat stronger, that's how you've got to bow out one day. Yeah, but I worry, I worry that, uh, you know, I'm lying, you know, because I'm not going to be back stronger at any, <laughs> at any point. So this is what we're saying. If you are an emergency worker, please pass the pod to your patients or your, or your um, criminals you're arresting or, you know, if, 
What the hell is going on? So you're coming to the slammer with me, but remember the Peter Grant podcast on a new feed. The prisoners you're arresting. So this is a bit of a rallying cry. Get in touch with your ingenious ways of passing the pod. Email is... It's peter.crouch at acast.com. And obviously you can do this in quite an elaborate way, but you can also do it in a bit simple way as well. The simple, boring, statistician way is just telling one of your pals. And if everyone does that, the message will get around. Missionary. That's your Basically, yeah, missionary. It's so boring. Dave here is the ambassador of missionary. Look, I'll take that responsibility, guys. Right, lads, it's time to talk about the gooch. Or the off-season, however you want to phrase it. Crouchy, what was it like after that final whistle of the last game of the season? How did you feel? The whistle goes and the families are involved now and you, you, you've got that little walk around the, around the pitch to sort of thank the fans. And if you've been, you know, unfortunately I've been relegated and walk around and thank the fans and you think, what am I doing out here? I've been, you know, we've had a shit season. and You don't bring the family for that one, do you? Uh, Generally it depends speaking. sort of how the vibe is in the, in the stadium, really. You can usually gauge it. A lot of things hinge on how how the game's gone that particular day. Even if you've got relegated, if you've won or done well, you think, oh, I, can, I can bring one kid on, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What level of family am I bringing on here? Well, you know, the one that I dislike the most. <laughs> I can come on with me and get absolutely abused the whole way around. Um, no, they, like generally, at the end of the season, even the fans who, in a, in a difficult season, are appreciative of the players that wear their, their shirt and they might have let them down over the course of the season but you do have that sort of bond where you're all together and it's like yeah we've been relegated but you know we can chumble one by next year um, <laughs> uh, yeah I think, I think by that bit of the season though I think you're at a point where as long as people put an effort on that final game even if you've had a shocker all season it's kind of you went into that game as a fan knowing that you were likely to be relegated or... But on the flip side of that, you know, if you've had a above average season or you've won a trophy, for instance, like it's a celebration. And, you know, we saw City recently, like the whole the culmination of a 38-game season plus all the cup competitions and you've been the length and breadth of the country. I, uh, I really get the impression that the, the club loses control so quickly after that final whistle. It feels like... <laughs> it amazes me in some ways that there's so much restraint all year, mm. right? And I think it's great to see, when, you know, when your team has done well and they can get out in the town. But it's like... That last day happens. It's like having a, it's like having a parent right, who's really strict, sends you to boarding school, homework, <laughs> tutor. And then you, you've got that trip book to Malia at the end of the year and you go and go mental. That's exactly what it's like. It's like you've been told to do something for those eight months to achieve something and then you've got a month, two months off to do whatever you want. But, but where's the tipping point with it? Is it, because to me it feels like it happens almost immediately. <laughs> I think it is. It feels much- like... Like take City for example, it's like suddenly they're interfering with the the pundits that are trying to present from the game. You know, on that last day of school, you'd finish school and you would technically still be in the school property, but you were you were off. Like it was well, you're a half day. Stuff. And you were setting off fire extinguishers, <laughs> releasing shirts, are getting like, ripped open. There's tires, round heads. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. It's like, but the thing is, football. Does the manager is, try and corral you? No, back? he's gone as well. He's gone. <laughs> Everyone's he's, just sucked he, it off. He's in Barbados with Graham Sooners. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first pint like in the Gooch? Oh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> oh, absolutely phenomenal. You know what's nice is like that reflection as well. Like, go and have a beer and think, oh, like, I've actually got now. Think, just bear in mind, like in this modern day as well. Now, like, there's no days off at all, right? So imagine you had no days off, and it was and it was all about your dedication to your craft, and and like not being not going out, uh, and everything that was fun for people of twenty three, twenty four, is taken away from you. And then someone goes, "Shoot, right, that season's finished, right? That dedication's over. You've got six weeks to do what you want." Like yeah. you could understand it, guy, and you know. A, People letting their hair down, and it needs to happen. Otherwise, you know, mentally. No, I think it's great to see. It's just, just the speed with which it changes. That first drink that you have, then, as Dave was saying, where is that first drink, Crouchy? Is it, is it on the pitch? It's like, do the beers just come out straight away, or is it in? (laughs) 
Is it in the changing room or is it that moment when you're in a pub late with your mates and you're being reflective? What's the best moment? Sometimes I found myself being on holiday in the first couple of days and I'd look down and I'd I'd be on my sun lounger and I'd I'd have my feet like that and I'd look down at various scars on my shin (laughs) and think, that was Newcastle away. (laughs) And that was like, and I'd, I'd have them all over me, like my feet were like in bits from the whole season you know and like my back was sore and I'd think oh do you remember that injury that I had and I you'd think back and your body would hurt and you'd think back to the games where it hurt the most and then you'd find yourself in a mad place of thinking about the goals that you scored or the bad games that you had or the good games or the ones that got away or the chances you missed let's get to that crowd I'm just fascinated you know those so then final whistle goes it's all everyone's free Okay, some people bring family onto the pitch and stuff like that. But then it seems players just get a free pass. It's like family time. And then, I mean, like I noticed that Grealish went, I mean, Grealish was extraordinary (laughs) at the end of the season, right? He went from uh, final whistle, all the stuff on the pitch. The bus thing looked like he'd been on it for, you know, (laughs) since the final whistle. And then I'm saying hours later... I see Wayne Lineker with his arm around him in Obi. <laughs> you know, it's, and he's there smiling away. He's got his chain on. It's it's all good, really. Yeah, yeah. It just... may, I mean, he must have gone out quick, but you, yeah, you get you get away quick. It's a short window, and the quicker you do it, you have all your fun, whatever. At the early days, and then take the family away, <laughs> get fit again. Ready for pre-season, you know? Yeah. The mad one's straight away. Yeah. I mean, you know, the ocean beach with Wayne Lineker, you got to get out there quick. Have you got a picture with him? I don't know if you're a footballer unless Wayne Lineker's got a picture with you at O-Beach. Mm. Well, I've been to Ocean Beach. I've been there. Yeah. It's yeah. a staple for any footballer. Got to get out there, otherwise you're not a, not a player, are you? No. <laughs> not in the modern game. <laughs> the managers do that boring spiel where they say, don't do this, don't do that. At the end of a season, right, where you've had so much hard work and, you know, you've put everything into it, so many games, you find yourself doing, like, running tests and doing uh, strength tests and doing fat tests. So when you come back first day, they've got all the data. If you come back out of shape, you get fined straight away. Isn't that mad that you've got managers and, and football clubs that are measuring you at your most elite level? You're there at that point of the season. It's crunch for so many games. And then very quickly, it's like, so they get you the week before, and then Wayne Lineker inherits all of these, like, peak super athletes. athletes, Really good springs. And then almost does the opposite of a manager. (laughs) Because he is, in a way, a manager of his own type, isn't he? Mm. He looks after the players' welfare at O-Beach. It's like he goes from Pep Grealish to Wayne. (laughs) (laughs) It is, actually, if you think about it, it is very strange, isn't it? You go from Guardiola to Wayne Lineker. What do you think he in, learned? In, in a day. What does he learn from Wayne? And, and Pep, Pep, I wonder if oh, Pep... There's ever, a lot you could learn from Wayne, I think. Do you think Pep phones Wayne and is like... like, like <laughs> It wouldn't be great if they collaborated. Wait, they should collaborate. Look, Pep should say, look, you know, he's had a great season. I want him to Wayne. enjoy himself. Wayne, and you know, Kyle's going to be there. Stone's Grealish. Uh, look after him. Yeah. yeah. Make sure they get a nice section. He can do all his hands and everything. Yeah, you know, you could even stipulate, you know, I want like, you know, everyone knows, you, you, you know, it should, it's, it's vodka soda now. Your soda's more hydrating. Um, have a water in between vodkas. Yeah. Look after him. But then in reverse, Wayne should be able to <laughs> say what he wants from Guardiola. Like, what I mean is it's, it should be... It can't colla- be one without the other. <laughs> it should be collaborative. <laughs> but it wouldn't be what great... What would Wayne if- say to Pet though, like during the season? Give him a night out tonight. <laughs> yeah. He's allowed a night out. He's, he's played well today. Yeah. Let him have a night. He doesn't play till Tuesday. Wayne Lineker is the real assistant manager at Man City right now. <laughs> Two of the finest club managers yeah. of our time. Two of the world's greatest club managers. <laughs> when does someone fire into the WhatsApp group? Like, plans for summer? We're doing it. Because you do need to book all this stuff in advance, don't you? I'd say you come out at Christmas. <laughs> and... Um, that's when you start branching out. I mean, Claire Traveller get a text about just end of Jan. Do managers or chairmen, it's in their interest to kind of incentivize you a bit with holidays, isn't it? So do they start creeping into the picture at some point? They're like, look, boys, 
get this done, we're all going to go on a massive trip to yeah. da da da. Well, I, you know, I heard, I heard recently, um, I was talking to someone at Epsley, there's a playoff game and um, they lost in the lot, I think it was in extra time. And um, one of the Epsley lads said there was a rumour that they got, if they won, they got a trip to Marbella. <laughs> and he reckons, he reckons that was the, that was the difference. That was the difference. Is that housery? Have they sneaked it into the Ebbsfleet camp and said, oh, lads, we're off. We're on holiday, we are. Chairman's covering the lot. Could be a bit of housery. Yeah. vodka, whatever. Holiday housery. Yeah. But, do, but how do you account for that in stats, Dave? Because if you see an anomaly like that, mm. but a trip to Marbella has been promised, you know? But like that, that, it's got a 100% <laughs> conversion rate at the moment. Yeah. And, but also, you know, that... Expected that, holidays. Exactly, that. that. You'd be motivated. Crouchy's saying he's thinking about that in January. So the expected H is going to be pretty high at that point, and then also, through the season, it's just going to get bigger. Also, there's you know at that level, there's always a wealthy chairman, and the players aren't as wealthy, obviously, as the as the chairman in that league. Usually, you know, a millionaire local boys bought the club, and you know, they might not be professional. So, like a trip to Marbella is a big deal, you know, with all the lads. Um, well, not with all. I mean, like, because there'll be some players that want, you know, a nice uh, sort of cultured trip. Yeah, to... there's always there's always a few. That's what I mean. So, what trips do you think best incentivise the players, and does that vary from team to team? Do you think that that Milan team of the of the nineties, you know, we, we, you know the, with Baresi and Maldini? I, think, I don't think Valeraki is going to cut it for them. <laughs> <laughs> what about Crouchy at Portsmouth? Then let's start. There. Well, we had a good group there. Yeah, we had a good group there. I mean, we had a we had a couple of trips to uh, to Dubai, very eventful trips. Yeah, I always always remember. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we had a kit man called Squirrel, and uh, he he ran, he ran and jumped in this bush a couple of times, um, and that was that was hilarious. But then Pennant thought it'd be funny to to, to jump in the pool, and he bombed the you know the pool bar, so yeah, like people yeah, are sitting yeah. in the pool yeah. having a nice drink with their wives. He, but he bombed the he bombed the pool <laughs> bar, um, and then got, and then everyone went mad. Obviously, you know as you as you'd expect, you know footballers they're a disgrace. You know, he's bombing the pool bar. We're here, we're, we're, here with, we're here with our family. This is awful, you know? So uh, we said, you know, he came back. We said, that was a very funny pen, but you know, don't do that again. Cool. Anyway, um, I've turned around. He's, he, he, he's doing 50 yards, I think. Uh, double bomb. He's gone again. <laughs> back to back bombing. <laughs> he's gone again, right? These poor people. I'm not joking. He's a tidal wave over the whole thing. <laughs> the barman's got a shirt on. He's drenched. <laughs> The, the alpha male of the people at the bar has gone berserk. He's like, you're a disgrace. Got the manager over. He's calmed the situation down. The manager, we've all gone, you know, obviously the more sensible people have gone, so sorry. He's, he won't do this again. <laughs> 15 minutes later, right? I mean, he's gone about 100 yards this time. And I've turned around and he is full hammer this time. <laughs> From the ball bargain. He's got the hat trick. Three... Three times. Impressive. I'm not proud of it. No one's proud of it. I don't think Penn's proud of it. But again, very funny. Yeah. That's what the Gooch is all about, isn't it? Like, it's that time that you've sort of... Players let themselves down. Players, <laughs> it's, it's not the manager's control anymore, is it? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So obviously we talked a bit about how you guys celebrate as a team at the end of the season, but how does it work with players that are going? So their contracts are up or there's transfers. They still come along on the holidays. and There's no sentiment in football. The minute you sign somewhere else, your locker is cleaned out, your boots are gone and you're gone. And you might not even said goodbye to anyone. You're just somewhere else now. But at the end of the season, do you not do, do you not have a leaving do or... Like if you're retiring from football, yeah, you might have a send-off, we'll have a retirement do, 
you know, a gathering or stuff. So no, but let's say you're going in the summer. Strong rumours you're going to be going in the it's summer. It's always a strong rumour. It's like, and also you don't want to say your goodbyes. And I always remember like... You can't do a leaving do if you're not actually leaving. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, I was, but that was the thing with like Marco Naomich, for instance. Like, I, I remember he wanted to leave Stoke and uh, he would always say, you know, all the clubs are after him, we'd all laugh about it. And I'd, I always used to say to him like, you'll be there in that position and he go no 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 I'm leaving I'm leaving and I said I bet you you'll be here for a season we always just say it to him and he was always there <laughs> <laughs> but like you don't want to be give it like was he genuinely that. sure was it a joke like he was genuinely no, he was certain yeah yeah he always thought he always thought he was going That's on to bigger, funny, bigger better things so when, when he'd then turn up that first day when he'd be back no he'd absolutely like, abuse him oh, would you say ah we used to give him loads of stick, yeah. yeah. But he was a great lad. Like, I absolutely loved playing with him. Did you like to see the story about Erling Haaland giving his former teammates a watch? No, I'm not across this, Dave. So, before he left Borussia Dortmund, he gifted each of his teammates a Rolex watch, a luxury one, worth 15,000 euros. Is that, have you ever heard of anything like that before? Of yeah. teammates leaving and, and leaving a little... I have, yeah. Samuel Eto'o uh, for the, the Cameroonian national team. Uh, I want to remember that because a- a- Asu Okoto turned it down. Refused the watch. I just said, I'll buy my own watch, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Imagine you did that at Christmas. Like, just mm. friends, family, Strange anyone. one. But, um, yeah. So, so, so what's Harlan? So, how old's Harlan? 21. He's, he's, 21. he's a lot of 15 grand watches. So, it equates to around 495,000 euros on gifts. It's only going to take him eight days at Man City to make that money back. But I also looked at other things that he could buy for that money. Number one, he could have flown each of his teammates from Dortmund to London, London to Dubai, and then Dubai to Sydney, and then Sydney to... Vanuatu. Bang, he could have done that. Each of his teammates plus four family members. Next option, he could have bought the squad for next season, 15 beer bikes for the squad to share. Oh, wow. Motivation thing. You think you could... Expensive beer bikes, those, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're, apparently they're around 25,000 euros. Oh, to, to them. buy. To oh, buy. Me, I, thought yeah. we, I thought we were paying for those. No, owning it, owning it. I thought, quite like, European, for, for, that for, yeah. as well, isn't it? Like, it's quite, something quite nice about that. Mm. Yeah. If you wanted to go for a car, let's say, you know, one likes a car, um, he could get them a 2015, each of the players, a 2015 Volkswagen Polo with 33,000 miles on the clock, wrapped in mint green. Yeah, yeah. That would fit to the budget. It's the one I had. I had that when I was 17, 18. That was my first car. Finally, this is the real big one. This is one that I'd consider that he should have gone with. He could have bought each of his teammates 42,817 Freddos based on the Freddo price index. Yeah. Which, what? by the way, a Freddo, now, a Freddo now is about £300, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 30p, but it's yeah. tripled really? in value. Yeah, it was 10p, wasn't 10p, it? 10p, yeah. It is a small. And they're slightly <laughs> smaller now as well because they have very, to be healthier, mm, don't they? They do, yeah. Do they need to be healthy as well? You know, that's how I think a lot of the time they how get away with things. healthy? They get away with it. They say it's um, it's better for you because it's smaller. I'm like, well, it's not... No, listen, I'm not... Listen, I don't know. I don't know. But toffee crisps, I don't think I've... Toffee crisps are definitely smaller. <laughs> Everything's smaller now. I fucking and love a toffee expensive. crisp. If they're listening and like to get involved in this podcast, I bloody love that. I haven't seen a Toffee Crisp for years. Mate, they're so good. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, I love them. Chris, question for you, right? If you had 42,817 Toffee Crisps, what the hell would you do with them? Drop his trousers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of Erling Haaland, um, how's he going to do, Dave? Is he going to be a success? On average, he scored a goal every 84 minutes for Borussia Dortmund. In reference to maybe a Premier League star, Sergio Aguero has the best minutes-to-goal ratio ever. He's scoring a goal every 108 minutes. Haaland is a joke. I think he's going to change the game, mainly because of his running style. I think you're going to see more players running like Haaland. It certainly changed how I run for a train. Like, if you really do the arms and put your head down... Really? You look... Do like you? If you, no, you get there? Think about it, Crouchy. Like, you look... Up until Haaland started doing this, you look weird. But when you fully commit how he does in a straight line, I think I think he's made it sort of acceptable to run like that. To, to like run like you're breathing out your ass. Everyone else gets out your way. Mm. They're not your problem. You're just very direct about it. And I think that's what Haaland's really going to bring to the Premier League. And to uh, 
people running for their train in general. Wider than that. Me included, Crouchy. Uh, I would pay to see you pay to see you, <laughs> you Highland to the train. Let's do let's meet. Oh, you. I would pay to see it. Dave, if you're up for it as well, we fit like one of them Francis train cameras to our heads right? like a GoPro <laughs> both run to the train run to the Harland train Harlan style, style yeah. what about if we chase a tube Harlan style you know I love those videos where they like these guys they get off a train at one station and then in the time the train has managed to go to like the next station or two stops time they've managed to run to that station so jump off at the is underground that, is that possible yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Is it? and we should do that Harlan, Harlan style, style. <laughs> Fuck, that's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> but, but the idea that everyone now, when you run, is because I think there's a lot of people who run for fun and it's like longer distances. What I'm talking about here is people to just need it in the locker. It's pancake. What Harlan does very mm. well is pancaking. Let's get one of the vests as well so we can track ourselves. Yeah. And sprint top that's speed. Nice. And we'll um, analyze it when we're done. Yeah. All right, we'll stay tuned. I've got a message here from Jack. Uh, he says, I could do the shirts with the manager's name on it for our lads' holiday to Malia. Awesome. Perfect. Only problem is there's eight of us, so I wondered if you could provide us two more names. So let me run through the names. We've got, obviously, these, this was on the Joe Cole episode. We've got myself and Joe. Uh, we've got Sven Goran Eriksson, Harry Redknapp, Carlo Ancelotti, and everyone's got an Avram. Yeah, mm. this, this really works for me, boys, because... I look back at what was being talked about there and obviously we wanted names of managers that you boys had had played for. And I did think to myself, even though Capello was ruled out, don't you think Capello can be like the will from in between us? A um, little bit awkward on the dance floor. Yeah, well, yeah. Briefcase. And just, and just, briefcase wanker is basically mm. what we're talking about here, right? Like that lineup you talk about is a real party lineup. Mm. But we should allow for a couple of the ones I, I know what you mean I, I think an organiser <clears throat> I think an organiser um, someone who wears the bum bag someone who says give me the passports I'll take care of it um, I feel like that could be a compelling but it could be a raffa so like a raffa could go I've got the bum bag on give me the passports someone who wakes you up with a coffee in the morning knocks you on the door how are you feeling how's you, the head will today will you choose so do, who would you rather add to that group Benitez or Capello well I just feel I'm just looking at the group right Avram gone off the rails no one knows where he is Crouch could be have a, have a big hangover Redknapp's probably struggling Sven's God knows where Sven is <laughs> um, you know I just think Rafa could you know he's got the itinerary he's printed it off Yeah. you know we're going to this restaurant tonight you know there's a nightclub there I've heard this site it's amazing let's go and have a look at that if anyone's up oh, I really like that Dave I don't know what you're thinking but what I'm thinking with these boys yeah. so we've got um, six there that we suggested with Joe Cole and um, and and now we have Benitez, right? Just to organise everything, you know. Like I feel like he's, you know, the the sensible head. You know, he's organised our itineraries, booked the flights. Great. So I think we have got seven out of eight here with with Rafa. What should we do for the last name? I just think, you know, if you're going on a lad's holiday, there's always someone. Like if it's a stag dude, it's always like the wife's friend's brother. You know, something like that. One of those. So I just think a wild card kind of, no one knows what he's got. He could be mental. He could be boring. He could be like putting stuff on social media that no one wants on there. He could be a loose cannon. He could be a fighter. So you know, oh God, you need to distance yourself from him. It's Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant show. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what he's like. That's a br- That's Nobody knows. A it's, an, it's a real unpredictable one. Let's let's do that then. So, do you want to do the full rundown, Crouchy? So, for the lads going to Malia, Jack, uh, we want to see these names on the back of the shirts: Sven, Redknapp, Ancelotti, Avram, Cole, Crouch, Rafa, Ten Hag. That's a great party. That that's Malia. Imagine when they round that corner, as we've all done for the first time. You know, as you enter in the strip, right? You enter that corner and you just see the lights going down. That rep comes out trying to convince you that, you know, you should all go into that first club and you're there in, in those names. Like, And Rafa goes, it's not us tonight. We're going to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Hag and Avram have gone A1 already. <laughs> it was great testing their out the other week. Sensational. Really, really good beer. But I believe that we've made some inroads in the design and the artworks and very impressive designs coming through. 
More on that in a moment. Here's the latest email from the Brewdog Beer Wizard. He says, uh, after your taste testing session and following report, I've been working on the first Brewdog Lote and we'll be able to send a can for you to taste very soon. What? Exciting stuff. There's a can in progress. Uh, you'll be able to suggest any improvements before we make the larger final batch for the end of the series. The Brewdog bosses are loving Sam's jingle. It's an incredible jingle. It'd be amazing to get J-Lo involved <laughs> in the marketing. Is that what Brewdog oh, is saying? Brewdog is saying they're up for J-Lo. They're up. They've okayed <laughs> That's it. That's good to hear. Brewdog have okayed it. We're in. Um, in terms of advertising, we need a few strap lines for the billboards that we'll produce to launch the loot. Here's some guidance for the branding experts for listeners who want to come up with a slogan. Aim for three to nine words. It should either summarize the beer, the reason for the name, or the people involved. And finally, the can design has been signed off by the bosses. They think crouching his pants is a good way of selling the loot. I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of, of this particular can. No, I think you like the design. It's just a bit unflattering on me. You understand my thoughts. I get the Wembley headphones. The pants do look female. The bikini, perhaps, but they look like abs pants, them. And then I've got lots of hairs. And look at my hamsters. <laughs> You've got proper pork <laughs> sausage hands, haven't you? Yeah, have a look at my teeth, though. <laughs> the hair on the legs and the arms, yeah. I don't really understand. I, I mean, he's a big fan of you, and he's not, he doesn't like me <laughs> at all. Simon Painter. <laughs> but, like, even, like, you know, you've got... Sugar babe allowed? Can you keep sugar babe in? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to draw heat for sugar babe. Like, I, I, that's me, the only heat you've got the there. Look, look got. at me. I mean, the only other question mark is what I'm doing with my right hand. Yeah, no, yeah it does no, look no. like you're pissing into a pint. And well, you're about to drink if, a half piss, half. That's wow. if you're being complimentary. Uh, you know, that's either a dick and a pint or a wank. <laughs> Well, right. anyway, I think we go with the bad ones because you know, I, I, if you, if you look bad oh, and I laughed funny. about it, and you complained about it. Yeah. Uh, they would stay. So I think mine should as well. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Simon Painter. He created the artwork. There's a Brewdog boss arranging a fee and we'll send some free beer to say thank you. Yeah, nice. Very nice. I think what's so good about this is the fact that Simon's got in touch with the design here and everyone's piling in with the strap lines and advertising ideas, slogans, everything. And it's it's got to the stage now where... They're lobbing out beers and little fees and things like that for the design of this and making it happen. That's just so amazing, I think, about, about this podcast. Like, fella here, Simon, who's designed something, drew it, and it could potentially be all over the country in on cans. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Imagine he's gone and designed. Like, it's mad that this would be the design. But can you imagine, like, people actually start buying this stuff? It, 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 and he gets, and that was his design on the front of it. it in his bedroom. We should get him on to explain through the design, though, because I think here's the thing: we're all interpreting stuff that's in this picture. Mm. Like, we should ask him why you're wearing abs pants. Why has he imagined you with really hairy legs? Yeah. Why is why can't you see my right hand? You know what? What he might have on? he might have reasons for all of this. Let's go through a few of these strap lines that we've been sent. Um, we'll see if we've got anything to work with. I'll, I'll start from Alex. Try the new Laut. A smooth blend of lager and stout into one refreshing beverage. Nobody wants to be parched. It feels a bit long, that, boys, if I'm honest. It says three to nine words. One word, surely. Parched? Question mark. That's the billboard. Yeah, yeah, it? I think that's the billboard. I saw someone suggest that. I thought that was the nuts. I saw a good billboard, though, I have to yeah. say. Have you, seen, have you seen this one? Lager and stout. And Crouchy has more assistant skulls. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a stat in it as well. That's got that. stat. signed off. That's Another good. one here. Lager and stout and Mike Dean slaughters chickens. Yeah. yeah. Also true. They're good billboards there, aren't they? Yeah, sensational. I've got this one here from Glenn. He says, Lout, a unique beer with nout taken out. I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> How about this one from Harry? Just says perfect when you're parched. Yeah, yeah, it's that that that's that's good. That, I think that's what Brewdog are about, isn't it? As well, like it's like proper beers for proper people. I, I think the parched thing's an open goal, for one of a better phrase. What about one from Terry? Don't be parched. Have a laout. Yeah, it's good. I get it's just along the same lines, isn't it? As Harry with perfect when you're parched. Not the one though, unfortunately. Jay Jones is one. Give your old beer a boot and pick up a laout. Good. That Ooh, works. Yeah. That's, that's good. Final one for this episode from Ben. 
Uh, he says, I'm a professional copywriter, but you can have this one for free. If the strap line for Laut isn't a beer of two halves, then something's gone wrong. That is very, very good, Ben. That is good. That is, that is good. Too professional, um, potentially. Last series, we asked for Dragon's Den ideas to be sent into the podcast to see if we could turn something from a listener's imagination into reality. This is where Tom from near Glasgow got in touch and <sighs> Spray and A's was born. Yeah, one of my favourite ideas is Dragon, this Dragon's Den. I mean, so much so much incredible entrepreneurs out there, I've, I've found. And, and Tom from near Glasgow was by far the most imaginative. Yeah, and you guys really got behind this. It was, I mean, it was a great idea. The idea being... Uh, mayonnaise that was sprayable sprayonnaise was born and uh we obviously talked about this quite a lot and we've got to address this we can't not i mean i'm getting hundreds of messages from people linking me to videos and photos of what looks like sprayonnaise but it's been called mayo mousse yeah it's a strong it's a strong case of mayo housery well it is isn't it and by the way this is not an advert like uh, it's almost the opposite of we have nothing to do with this. And I think what pisses me off slightly is, um, you know, doors open here. We could have made spray and a thing. I feel like Tom from near Glasgow has been cheated out of millions. I've got to agree with that. He came up with an idea and it's been taken on by someone who's uh, omitted him from the idea. And uh, and Tom's Tom's up there, you know. I mean, uh, uh, God knows what he thinks of it. The thing I think with Tom as well is that is such a good idea. With any entrepreneur, what's next? Tom gets makes his first few million doing this, and then what's next? He could have changed the world. But what lesson does this send to Tom near Glasgow? Because my thing is, it's like he may well have more in his locker, but you know why should he if he's going to be housed like this? If it feels like the worst case of mayo housery, I've, I think has probably ever existed. <laughs> well, I don't think there was a, a case before or after <laughs> of, of, of mayo housery, but it's definitely the worst one that I know of. I don't want to say the doors closed on this. Like if they want to reach out and sort of have these discussions about doing this properly because from my point of view they're doing something really half-arsed here it's spray and a's i think we make our own and that's the other route we could go with i think we make our own you reckon my my thing is i just feel like we got so close to the vision of tom near glasgow by the way where is he from like we always say near glasgow we never actually know he's just near glasgow (laughs) edinburgh Top near Glasgow. Bless. Like, I don't think we're giving your town enough credit, mate. Folko? Like, where's he from? Poor Tom. He's always just been Tom near Glasgow. Like, we can do better than that. But what we're going to do, Tom, is... Uh, look, we, we don't need to be silly about this. We all know we've got spray and A's. They, they've got mayo mousse. If they want to have a proper discussion about it... We, no one wants mayo mousse. Sounds boring, they want doesn't it? Spray Proper and boring, don't they? I'm half tempted to say anyone who sees the reels that we keep getting tagged in, just whack Crouchy's email address underneath it. What is it? It's peter.crouch at acast.com. Right? <laughs> like, maybe they'll get the hint. Nothing else, right? Don't say spray and A's. Don't say what the hell's this. Just go, <laughs> just bang the email in. I want to make Tom a billionaire. <laughs> Guys, what is fast becoming one of my favourite bits of the podcast is when we get a listener on to advertise something. So oh, we set sure. this up because obviously there's adverts on this podcast and it only makes sense that you guys can come on. We've got masses of people who listen to this and it's just a good excuse for you to come on and advertise anything that you want. And you guys have been amazing with this. You've advertised a printer. We've had a, an advert for a filing cabinet. Uh, you even helped a listener sell a flat. So Crouchy, I know that you're going to be very excited about what this advert could be. Have a listen to this week's advert from Ryan. All right, Chris and Crouchy, it's Ryan here, and I'm looking to sell my mini fridge. Uh, I bought it last year because I had a car of a housemate who would help themselves to my drinks. But I've since moved to my own flat, that's not a problem anymore, and now the fridge is just collecting dust. So I want to move it on to someone who's ready to chill stronger. Uh, so it's red, holds six cans, 330 milliliters, so good for a pack of oats and a half. Uh, it's got a polar bear on the front, and a popular beverage brand, has a decent fud to it. Um, yeah, I'd like about 40 quid. Mini fridges are great. I, I think they're one of those things you buy and you really enjoy them for a day or two, then you suddenly start thinking, 
I could do with the space actually more than the mini. Really, <laughs> I've got one. And then you've um, got one in. I've got one in. The, yeah, in my room, it's like a big TV room. So I've got a giant TV in there, like a couch. It's a bit like my room. I've got the Marshall guitar amp fridge, that. and like it's just nice. Like if I in that room, I could shut the world away. Like and I watch the football and stuff, and um, or a film, and I've got a few beers in that amp. I only, all I need is a urinal really in that room, and I'm pretty sorted. Um, I don't need to come out, but I haven't got a urinal. But the amp fridge for me is a fantastic piece in the house so that's um, what I'd love Ab to doesn't like it a bit of an open call here to um, a brand I'd love to get involved in this podcast because I do think we could link up in a number of different ways Armitage Shanks right. and like if we could get a urinal put in your the best I mean your Rolls room. Royce of urinals yeah yeah and I just think like no but you think like obviously a lot of people listen to this use urinals I just feel it's a good place to pass the pod 50% of the population be great if um, if you are listening from Armitage Shanks. It'd be great to get you involved. Armitage Shanks, we'd love to have you on board because um, there's nothing better than an Armitage Shanks. <laughs> Boy, so much fun today, Dave. It started with a gooch and talk of the gooch and and ended up with Armitage Shanks and a few beers in some great ideas for the Laut. It just all feels like it's come together today. Feels like a real journey. We've gone from gooch to urinal and then back to the gooch again. I always feel like it's something to ponder. I'll get on to Jennifer Lopez now. I think it's fair to say as well, as much as Bat Stronger is obviously a huge slogan for this podcast, I think Chumbawamba is really creeping in as well. It really is, say. yeah. You know, we get knocked down, but we get up again. It's a seamless vibe to Bat Stronger. Chumbawamba, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to loadofpricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Loadofpricks, loadofpricks.net.